Hey everyone, and welcome to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. I hope you're having a great day, and thank you for joining us on episode 61 of the show. It's also our final episode in January, so I hope you've all had a great first month of 2021. If you are a first-time listener, then thank you for joining us. My name is Liam, and I work at a company named Reach Interactive. On the show, I interview marketing experts on a range of topics like SEO, content marketing, paid ads, and everything in between. On today's episode, we are joined by Neil Andrew, who is the founder of PPC Protect. I anticipate that quite a few of our listeners might know who Neil is because he's a great connection to have on LinkedIn and share some really insightful content around PPC and other general marketing topics. So first of all, hi, Neil. How's it going today? Uh, yeah, great. Thanks. And thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So could you spend a minute telling us about yourself? Yes, so I'm one of the founders here at PPC Protect. Um, we have four founders in total, and we're a B2B SaaS company that focuses in ad fraud prevention for paid media advertisers. So essentially, we make sure that advertisers that are paying for traffic are paying for the right kind of traffic. They're not paying for bots or competitor activity and that sort of thing. Before I was a founder at PPC Protect, I actually founded a performance marketing agency myself. So I've been doing PPC and SEO for too long now, I think about 12, 13 years since I was like 15 or something. Um, so I've been doing it for quite a while. I also had a brief stint working in-house at AO.com as well, but decided in-house wasn't for me and uh, much preferred working for myself. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, Neil. So interestingly, we're not actually going to be talking about PPC advertising during this episode. We are in fact going to be talking about a really interesting and somewhat controversial topic, which is industry awards. Myself and Neil will be talking about whether they're worth entering, some factors to consider. And then to finish off, we'll talk about some alternative forms of social proof that you can use to really boost your brand and show people what you're about. So let's get started. So you shared a post on LinkedIn a few months ago now, Neil that was about digital marketing industry awards. And you included a poll which had the question, do you think digital marketing industry awards are paid to win? With a simple vote of yes or no. And the poll received just under 400 votes and there were a lot of comments and the results were pretty interesting. So I was really interested to sort of bring that topic onto the show and have a discussion about it. So I guess my first question is, could you talk us through your decision to share that post? Was it spontaneous or was there a reason behind it? And then could you tell us what the results and feedback was like? Yeah, so in terms of why we shared it, it's always been a bit of a bugbear of ours that we did feel like so many awards were pay to win. And we'd actually just been contacted that morning by a company that run pretty much every award in the marketing space. I'm not going to name names, but anyone who's familiar with it will probably know who they are. Um, for about the eighth email they'd sent that week, trying to persuade us to buy some tickets to whatever the new award that they had out was. And we just thought it's a bit ridiculous. You know, it feels like if you buy some tickets, then you've probably got a chance or something. So we thought we'll see what our, our network thinks. Um, you know, we've got 10,000 people or whatever on there. So let's have a look and see what they have to say. I think really we were extremely surprised by the results that came in. They were a bit more one-sided perhaps than what we thought they might have been. Yeah, I think I voted yes on the post as well, if I'm being totally honest. But when I saw it, I wasn't expecting such a landslide difference. I think 82% of people voted yes, which was quite surprising to me. 
So why do you think that is? And why do you think there might be a negative view on industry awards these days? Because I think the ones that voted no are judges on the panels, to be honest. <laughs> so that's the opinion that I have and the feeling that I got from it. I think it's one of those things in the digital marketing space that you know, anyone who's in the space knows of at least one pay-to-win award. And I feel like among marketers themselves, awards have lost pretty much all meaning. And people know that it's not a good piece of work that wins an award. It's a good story that wins an award. And a lot of the award companies will say that themselves. They'll say, if you write a good story, that's how you win. But really, we shouldn't be giving awards to people based on who's the best story writer. We should be giving it based on who does the best work, because ultimately, the award is supposed to be for best campaign or best project or whatever it is. So I think a lot of people just felt a bit aggrieved, perhaps, and it's a way to vent their frustration that they can just click one button and it's done. They've you know cast their vote on it. But yeah, I do think it's one of those things in the marketing industry itself that is almost like a hidden secret. Like I think everyone who enters these awards also thinks the same. It's just they want the PR from it, which is fine. It's a marketing channel. It's a PR channel. But I, I think it's perhaps it's not as well understood in um, the client space. You know, and clients don't perhaps have that same cynical, shall we call it, view of the awards that marketers have. It, it probably is getting there. And I think more of them are coming around to that. But I think it's just a chance for people to vent their frustration. And you, know, you probably see it yourself when you see something on LinkedIn that you connect with you're always going to give your voice on it. You're going to write a comment. You're going to cash your vote or whatever. It's a, a chance for people to do that. But I do think it was interesting, the split that we got, because it was, it was very telling. And it would be very interesting to do that same test with a random sample of agency clients. Not sure how we would do that, but maybe that's something we could arrange for the future. Yeah, it was really interesting. And I read through some of the comments again today before we started recording. So I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. So stay with me. But first of all, like you said, a few of the people that commented are part of judging panels or in the awards industry, and they sort of claimed that your post was unfair because it tarred all awards ceremonies with the same brush. But for me, I really think that's the issue because let's say that, I don't know, 20% of award ceremonies are paid to win or paid to enter, which is a completely made up number that I've just made up. Then as an outsider looking in, how do I know which awards are legitimate and, and how can I take all awards seriously? if I'm not sure which ones were paid for and which ones are genuine. So I think that the pay-to-enter ones have really impacted the industry and the value of winning. However, on the flip side, I can sort of see the other side of things because award ceremonies do cost money and nothing is free. So it costs money to put on the event as, as well as the time that it takes for the judges to go through all of the entries and make a shortlist. With that said, I think ultimately it does come down to value. I'm probably not going to spend a few hundred pounds of my employer's money to enter an award because the return will likely be small. But if there's a business out there that will benefit hugely by winning an award and getting their business in front of a room of corporate people, then go for it. Or if you really rely on some sort of social proof to show that you're a leader in the industry, then yeah, go for it. Feel free. But I guess that leads on to my next question. I saw that you've won awards at PPC Protect in the past. So did you notice a return on investment or was it just something cool to attach to your brand? So when we look at the awards we won that were paid for, and I don't mean paid for as in we wrote a check to the awards people and said, hey, well, here's a 10 grand check, can we win, right? I mean, the ones that we had to pay to enter and that you have to you know, buy a seat and all that sort of thing. Um, the ROI was pretty much zero, like nothing from them. The awards that we won that were not what we would consider paid awards, we actually got a very good return from, but they're very difficult to win. There's a lot of effort that goes into it. And yeah, I don't want anyone that's listening to this podcast thinking 
oh, he's just against like, awards in general. You know, I'm not. I think that they have value. I just think it's an issue when you need to pay to enter that award or you need to buy a ticket or a seat at the table in order to have a chance of winning. I mean, the best award we ever won was something called Rising Stars by Tech Nation. And it was a pitching competition and it took it was about six months. I think we did four or five different pitches at you know, lots of different stages. And that was brutal to win. And you know, we basically crowned one of the top 10 tech startups in the UK, which was great for us. We got great PR out of it and that had a fantastic ROI. But at no point did we pay money for it. We didn't pay to enter. We didn't pay to pitch, nothing like that. So we would consider that that's I don't want to say legitimate, but you know, that's a good award, right? You've won it purely on merit because everyone is on an equal uh, playing field. But with the pay to win ones, like you say, it's your employer's money. It's not necessarily yours. So maybe you just take a punt on it, but it just doesn't feel like everyone is on that level playing field. Um, and I know that awards companies will say it doesn't matter if you buy no tickets or 10 tickets. And you know what? Maybe it doesn't, right? Maybe it doesn't make a difference. Maybe they don't only give out awards to people that, you know, buy seats at a table. I'm not saying that they do, but I think it's, always going to give that impression to people when they see, oh, it's £300 to enter this award. It's £4,000 for a table at this award. It's 25000 to sponsor this award. You know, everything becomes about money. And I just think they lose their value. And I think the real, really difficult to win awards, like the Technation one that I was talking about, I think they become somewhat devalued as well, because like you say, everything gets tarred with the same brush. I mean, if we compare the difference here, Technation was Rising Stars was six months of you know grueling pitch competitions and going through um, our, our sort of product and our dashboard page by page, going through our code line by line, like really justifying every decision you make and why. And that was really difficult. When we look at some of the other awards we've entered, we've entered awards for, for example, best SaaS tool. Right now, we didn't win. Fine, whatever. That's you know that's the way it is. You're not going to win everything. Not, not bitter about it or anything, but. You, they asked the awards company we used, they asked us to provide a login for them so that they could evaluate the tool. Because if you're evaluating the best SaaS tool, obviously the key thing in that is going to be to log into the SaaS tool and find out what does it do? How does it work? What's the UX like? What's the product like? And so on. So we created a login for them. They shortlisted us as one of the winners. At one award, we actually even won without them ever logging in. They never viewed the product. How on earth can we be classed as best software of the year or be shortlisted for you know, best SaaS company of the year without the awards company ever actually looking at or using our product. It's absolute madness. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I remember that you shared that example on your post and you're completely right. How on earth can an award ceremony announce a winner when they've never properly used a dashboard? Um, it just makes no sense. So when you compare that with other awards that you did win, where you provided case studies and several months of preparation and things like that, then there's no comparison, but there's also a huge inconsistency in the industry. Because for me as an outsider, I can't tell which award you put all that work into or not. But again, I would reiterate that it does come back to return on investment. So I'd love to hear our listeners' thoughts, but if I had a thousand pounds to spend on marketing then I'd be investing it in tried and tested channels like PPC or some traditional advertising instead of entering awards that I might not even win. But that doesn't mean that it's the wrong decision for someone else. If they can get in front of the right people, that's just my opinion. I would agree with that. I would also say, though, to some extent, just having you at an award, like your company at an award ceremony and being mentioned as a shortlisted person, a shortlisted company or being mentioned as an award winner it's not really going to bring anything. I mean, yeah, you might have some, some big companies, have big agencies, big software providers, but 
everyone's sitting at their own table. They're having a few drinks or a lot of drinks in some cases. They're not really paying attention, to be honest, to who's winning. I mean, one of the ones that we've been to, there was 28 awards that were announced within like 70 minutes or something. You know, it's just rapid fire. And by the third or fourth one, you've zoned out. I couldn't tell you who won what. And yeah, you can do some PR on it and stuff later. But ultimately, it's a good night out for the team. Don't get me wrong. It is it's nice to go for a bit of a party, get dressed up, have a few drinks, have some nice food and whatnot. But if you treat it as that, like you'll probably get not a financial return, but you'll get a decent return that you know it's good motivation for staff. People will enjoy it. But I don't think it's really any more than that for any of these awards where you actually are paying to enter. It's an excuse to go down to London and have a good night out on the company, but it's not really much more than that. That's actually really interesting. I'm glad you mentioned the social benefits too, because a black tie event can boost morale and bring the team together. But if you are looking for something like that, then there are plenty of team building activities that you could do, or just even a night out when we're allowed to do that, which are probably cheaper as well. So I think we've both expressed our opinions on awards quite strongly now. And I don't want to go around in circles for 15 minutes and give off the impression that we've done a 15 minute podcast just to slate awards and bash them because some of them do have great value for the right type of business and environment. So let's move outwards with our conversation then. What are some of the alternative ways that businesses can showcase their wins and success while also showing some social proof on their website, socials, or wherever they want to put that? I think really above anything else at the moment, it's authentic human user proof that people want. They want to see from people who are actually using your product and have had success with it. They want to see what they've written about it and they want to see what they're saying on video as well. Like we see a huge trend in video-based reviews. In fact, we just did a a webinar a week or two ago now with reviews.io who have some really good stuff around um, video social proof, all about transparency and how you can generate this sort of stuff. So I think it's, that's definitely the future. People want to see authentic emotion from people when they're using your product rather than, you know, oh, here's a logo for an award you want or or that type of thing. Um, So I think generating those reviews, super important. User-generated content across social sites, you know, get people speaking about you organically, get your customers speaking about your service, how good it is, promoting it to others. That's going to bring you a much higher ROI than entering any sort of award or or anything like that ever is Um, even things like trade shows i feel like i could probably do another one of these podcasts where i give my opinion on trade shows because it's somewhat similar to what it is on awards Um, but yeah authentic human proof if you like is always going to be better than things like trade shows or things like award ceremonies you're always going to get more out of it i know it's a cliche in sales when you say people buy from people and it's probably one of the phrases i hate most but it is true people do buy from other authentic people that they see so if you had, I think you gave the example before of a thousand pounds, do you enter an award and buy a couple of seats or do you put it in you know, an ad campaign, put it in an ad campaign, promoting what your actual customers are saying about you, you know, video reviews, for example, that's going to bring you a higher ROI than any sort of award ceremony or trade show or anything like that is ever going to. Yeah, completely agree with you um, on video and user-generated content. And it's interesting that you mentioned reviews.io too. I did see that you had that webinar with them and thought it was pretty cool that you were covering that topic. We've actually recently moved over to them as a review provider in the last few months at Reach as well. And they've been really great with the onboarding process. 
And I think one thing that they excel at is that they allow you to collect video reviews from customers and then transform your uh, written and text reviews into social media posts really quickly, um, which is great for social proof and sharing customer opinions. It makes it easier for you. You don't have to sort of build out the artwork yourself. So I'd recommend checking out Reviews.io if you do need a review collection site. They are um, great on, on that front. And then those video reviews sort of blend traditional and user-generated content into one, which I think is pretty cool. So let's wrap up this main section right here. It's been really interesting to chat about awards and their place in the industry with you, Neil. We are going to close out the episode with two quick and fun questions. So stay tuned. So I always keep the closing section of the podcast more lighthearted and fun. I'll be asking Neil two quick questions that I ask to every guest that joins us on the show. So the first one is, do you have a fun or memorable story that stands out when you look back on your career? It could be something funny, cringeworthy, inspirational, or just something really memorable. Yeah, we do have one that springs to mind. As a founding team, we're quite young. So I'm the second oldest in the team. I'm 28. Um, Our youngest is 25. And we've been doing this for four years now. So we were pretty young when we started. And we actually had a deal where a potential client deal where it was us against our biggest competitor. And we were face to face with them just before going into the boardroom. Um, Well, one of our founders was, I wasn't there, but one of our founders was face to face with them before going into the boardroom. They went in first, they came, you know, suited and booted, older than us, um, smart shirt, ties, all that kind of stuff. Went into the boardroom and basically pitched to this really significant corporate client. It was a big contract and spent the entire thing saying that we are a bunch of kids. They shouldn't buy anything from us. We'd obviously ruffled a few feathers somewhere along the line. Somebody didn't like us and, and spent the whole pitch talking bad about us. So came out, our guy went in and we actually ended up winning that deal because the people that we were pitching to, they decided that if you're going to buy innovative technology, you're probably better off buying it from kids because kids are some of the best developers. So we won that deal. And not only did we win the deal and take it away from people who were at the time, our biggest competitor, uh, we actually scaled our business off the back of that deal. It was worth thousands per month to us, really was a massive deal for us. And we wouldn't be where we were today without it. So I guess it's... um, Somewhat long-winded, but yeah, it's it's nice to think that we're where we are because someone seriously underestimated us and we really capitalized on that and took advantage of it. Yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks for sharing. And there is so much young talent out there right now, especially in content creation and social media. So yeah, I recommend don't sleep on it. And off topic, I noticed on LinkedIn that you've actually studied geography and geology at university, which is really interesting. So I'd love to know how you made that transition across to marketing and launching a business. Yeah, so I do geography and geology at University of Manchester. Hated every minute. I, I love university. It's a great uni. Just hated studying. I was burnt out by that point. And then always had an interest in marketing and digital marketing. Been doing it sort of SEO on my own sites and such since I was like 15. So it kind of became a natural path for me to fall into that. That was like my true passion, really, that I wanted to be involved with. But yeah, certainly never want to work in the geography or geology space. It's not me. Um, one of my other co-founders has a degree in chemistry and will never work in the chemistry space, went straight into marketing. Um, and then we got one with a degree in psychology, again, not really that related. And we've got one who's ex-military as well. So definitely a different, a different bunch. None of us doing what we trained to do at uni. Yeah, it's cool to hear because I think marketing is accessible to a lot of people, regardless of your background. There's so much readily available content out there now, which you can utilize if you're brand new in the industry. So while we're on that subject, my final question is, 
Do you have a favorite resource that you think might help listeners with their daily tasks? It could be something marketing or business related, maybe a blog, newsletter, plugin, book or something like that. Am I going to be judged if I push my own blog here? <laughs> um, I think the, obviously the PPC Protect blog is great. I would say that our content writers are very, very good. On top of that, I think that the best tool that we use internally for for our own PPC campaigns, at least, is Optail. Um, don't know if you're personally familiar with them, but it's essentially a, a PPC automation suite. It automates the management of PPC. Fantastic platform. Really highly recommend them. Great team behind it. Anyone that runs PPC campaigns, I definitely recommend they check uh, check it out and take a look. Yeah, that's an interesting one, and I'm sure it will add value to any listeners that work in PPC. So thanks for joining us on this episode, Neil, and giving up your time to be with us. It's been really interesting to hear your thoughts on industry awards, and hopefully it sparks a discussion with our listeners about uh, their value in the industry and some of the ways that you can show social proof. If anyone would like to stay in the loop on PPC trends, I would definitely recommend giving Neil a quick ad on LinkedIn. Just search Neil Andrew and you'll see a shield emoji next to his name. And the PPC Protect blog is great. Uh, It's a really good resource for industry news and how to tackle ad fraud. So yeah, thanks for joining us, Neil. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. Thank you to everyone that listened and for the continued support. We'll be back next Wednesday for our first episode in February. I know that we've got a really interesting one lined up.